What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello and welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, I got to be honest with you. When I read the title of your podcast today, you sent me a few notes and the title is The Moral Assessment and uh, got me a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment day of some sort? I don't <laughs> Moral assessment of Eric. Oh, crud. Oh, there you go. Intervention. Me and you in one room. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I like to have catchy titles, and, and, and maybe I should have went a little step further to, to indicate that we're, we're tying this into investing today. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm excited about this. This is, this is something that I think is very interesting. It's an interesting topic to talk about, and I don't think a lot of people know that this kind of stuff is out there. Right. And that's our role here. We're not just trying to uh, entertain. We want to, you know, educate or, or open eyes to different things and then see what people want to choose to do or not to do. Okay. So what kind of what slant is this taking? What, what are we talking about when it comes to a moral assessment of, of investing? Yeah. And, and like I mentioned, I'm not here to pound the table and create judgment and, and, and all those things. But I do want to talk about how morals or one's values values is maybe the better word you know really ties into to the way they want to invest or try to reach their their goals and financial goals in life and the topic came to me because i was i was reading and ran across this book written by an author roy t bennett mm -hmm. and he had a blurb in there about 15 things that money cannot buy and of course you know if this was a a game show and we're trying to pick the 15 off the wall <laughs> number one to me would have been love from the old Beatles song. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, can't buy me, buy me love. I love that song. You know. So so that was easy. But here's the 15 just to throw them out at people. Okay. Time, happiness, inner peace, integrity, love that we covered, character, manners, mm. health, respect, morals. And that one jumped out at me, but I'll finish off the list here. Trust, patience, class, common sense, dignity. So really, the two of the 15, I mean, they're probably all accurate, but two of the 15 really jumped out. So love, you know, we don't need to go there. Everybody already knows that. But mm -hmm. Morals, you know, and, and it struck me that should morals or could morals, you know, be an important piece to everybody's personalized strategy when it comes to investing? Yeah, good question. And... I maybe don't have all the answers, but, you know, I'm a fairly sharp cat, you know, sometimes. So <laughs> we like to talk about things. But where I thought we would go today is, is a little bit of alphabet soup of sorts. But I was going to start with ESG, which is an acronym for or stands for environmental, social, or governance, meaning having a focus on certain things that might make the world a better place essentially. Now, I also know that there's a very, very similar focus with the letters BRI, 
which is biblical responsible investing. Yep, yep. I've heard of that one. And my focus today is really, we're going to go on the first one, ESG. But, you know, if people have questions on on that other category, we're happy to visit. We're happy to visit with anybody. Mm-hmm. A lot of my information today is actually coming from the CFA Institute, which is a large global nonprofit organization that really promotes standards and ethics and uh, in, in educating investors and in, in investing or educating professionals in, in this industry. And man, it, you know, this is a deep path we can go down. Uh, you know, we want to just scratch the surface today, essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that ESG has a lot to do with some of these values, right? And, and what they hold dear to their values and or morals, which is, you know, the topic of your, or the, the title of the podcast. I think this is a great topic because I don't think a lot of people know that that's even possible. I think that you, most of us get introduced to investing with the 401k. I, I think you would agree with that because you get to a company and they have a 401k and you join and you have a couple things to pick from and you do, and that's it. I mean, that was my experience at 23 years old. Um, the guy said, you're young, you should take the most risk pick this one. I said, okay. And I did. <laughs> I had no idea what was in there. And no, you are spot on. And, and that's something that I have to step back and remind myself of every now and then, because I've done this, you know, over decades. And so sometimes I take for granted that people essentially know nearly as much as I know on, on anything finance or investing. And, and then I have to open my eyes once in a while and step back and say, hey, not everybody gets a kick out of this stuff. So they don't know. They don't dive in. They don't ask questions. And so mm-hmm. we want to open people's eyes to these. And hey, some people may not get a real kick out of certain topics we talk about on this podcast, but you know, we're trying to make it interesting. We want to cover the whole gamut of whatever we can cover. Well, I like you covering it because we don't know what we don't know. So how are we going to even ask the questions? And that's, I mean, I, I learned about BRI and ESG uh, quite a long time ago from the BRI standpoint and dove into it just by chance, honestly. And so that's what I love about this podcast is that you're bringing this to the forefront so then people can say, oh, well, I didn't know I had an option. So when it comes to the ES and the G, E, you said is environmental. So let's start there. What, what does that look like? Yeah, I think this is maybe the first easy one for people to wrap their mind around. If you think of environmental, you're basically saying conservation of our world. Mm -hmm. And so people think about climate change or emissions from vehicles and factories and tearing down trees and energy efficiency and having drinking water for people. Just essentially having a better world for the next generation and the generation beyond that and so forth. You know, so, so that one's maybe an easier fit for somebody the the second one the s stands for social and so this is really in a way to consider people and relationships and you know i am (laughs) as i'm laughing out loud i am not here to get political by any means because people have different stances and that's fine everybody can have their own viewpoints but social essentially means people you know and so what does that Mm -hmm. mean i mean human rights and uh, factory workers and labor situations, not just in our country, but around the world. And it can be data protection. It can be doing the right thing for your customers. It, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. <laughs> but one key thing that I always want to mention, too, is that investing and life, maybe even your health, is really a balancing act. 
and and by that what i mean is when gasoline suddenly is five dollars at the gas station a gallon there's a small outcry in the world that the world's going to end you know essentially but people need to understand if if we like convenient things and we want our world to to be easier for us there's a cost Mm -hmm. there's either a monetary cost for things like that or there's an environmental cost you know because oil just doesn't appear from the sky yeah or electricity requires you know copper and copper is mined from places that have a lot of trees and again <laughs> not trying to tell people how they should believe or think but there's always a, a a reaction to every action i guess on the front side is what i'm saying yeah i mean there's a cost one way or another and that's i think where the values of the morals come in right um i'm thinking specifically about the social piece that you just spoke about. I know you're going to dive deeper into it, but there's a certain company that does a lot with chocolate who will remain nameless that has been in the news uh, a lot in the last couple of years because of labor practices in third world countries, not treating workers well and kind of using people and people, you know, a lot of people have a problem with that. I personally have a problem with that. If, if people are not being treated well, I don't want to spend my money with a company that's going to treat people poorly or invest my money with a company that's going to treat people poorly. If that's the end result and they make lives more difficult or treat people badly, I don't agree with that. So I think it's great to know that we have options. Absolutely. And I think what you just said would resonate with essentially anybody we asked that question of, that, that maybe people don't realize there's a way to avoid categories, we'll call them, in their investment portfolio mm -hmm. that maybe don't give them a warm fuzzy feeling in their in their stomach or their heart yeah yep well, i didn't mean to derail it what's the third one the the g <laughs> the the third one is governance and, and this is one that i think a lot of people maybe don't really have on their radar if if they have any of this topic on their radar but governance would be tied to corporate america and the way that companies are run so that could be uh, the amount of money or the compensation that the executives receive. It can be the way they lobby with politics. It could be the way they make contributions to certain concepts or, or charities. It can be board compensation, the way they audit their financials. A lot of things. But and, and this one would really tie in. Essentially, it ties into your example from the social category, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because that chief executive who's who's maybe trying to meet certain profitability goals might be willing in his mind to look the other way and, and open that factory in a third world country and produce goods at a cheaper price just because labor can be trampled. Essentially, I don't know if yeah, that's the right phrase. Yeah, exploited, absolutely. But, and, and yeah, I think many of us, myself included, if you forget about these things, it's easy to go to work every day and invest and just check your statements when they come around and, and you forget that there's a human element to capitalism and to society and you know everything everything we're talking about yeah well it reminds me of you know kids movies right because i have kids and i have grandkids and you you see the bad guy in these movies you know a lot of times it's this corporate executive that you know they're dumping all their toxic waste into a local lake you know as, as a byproduct of what they're making and nobody knows about it and they're just like behind their desk -ha -ha, you know making more money and oh money 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 
The problem is that there are people like that out there. You know, those are movies and those are characters, but there are characters in these situations. So the environmental piece, you know, if you are an investor or you're willing to spend money with a company and then you, you find out that they're dumping toxic waste into a local lake and hurting people and hurting animals and environment and all that jazz, are you going to change your the way you spend or invest your money or are you okay with that to make money hey as long as i'm making money moo ha ha i think that that's where we have to kind of look internally and say is is this okay and that's tough though i mean it's it's tough to do that and it's it's can be time consuming i'm assuming oh absolutely and and the other way to look at that too is if, is if you look a person in the eye and and say to them you know I don't care how much red meat you eat or how many cigarettes you smoke or drinks or whatever bad habit we want to say, or the way that you invest in these companies that have bad morals, that's fine. Do what you do, do what you want to do. But then if you look that person in the eye and say, Hey, I want you to go talk to your child or your grandchild and explain to them all of these things, Mm. how you don't care about their generation or the next, you know, (laughs) that question might strike home more than me shaking my finger at him going, boy, you really shouldn't eat that. true <laughs> you know but and so values you know making the world a better place one little thing at a time it it reminds me of the old story and i don't even know where this comes from but it, it just came to me and it's you know there was an older man walking down the beach and this must have been something he did every day to kind of inspire him for his writing and it was a day after a big storm and there was a big tide and there, there's thousands of starfish laying on the beach mm-hmm. and, and he's walking along and in the distance he sees a young boy you know bending over picking something up, throwing it in the ocean, on and on and on. And, and so as he gets closer to that boy, he says, you know, what are you doing? And the kid says, well, I'm, I'm throwing starfish into the ocean because they can't get back in themselves. As the sun comes up, they're, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, you know, there's tens of thousands of starfish here. So what you're doing is really not going to make much of a difference. And the kid bent down, picked up one more and threw it in the ocean. He says, well, it made a difference to that one, didn't it? <laughs> You know, it's straight truth. It is. So you think about that. It's like, yeah, maybe I sit at my desk in the Midwest time zone, central time zone. And I think, well, if I buy these shoes that were made in a third world country or whether I don't, if I boycott these shoes, is it going to change the world? No, but you know, it might make a little bit of a difference. And, and if everybody thought the same way, then it will make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, one one small you know drop in a big pond um, doesn't do a whole lot until you watch the ripples, you know, and then it can get bigger and bigger as if if more and more people know. Um, so that's interesting. So l- let's talk about what some solutions are. I mean, not, we're not going to solve the world's problems right here on this podcast, which would be great. Uh, what? But what? when when it comes to <laughs> Yes, that's why i showed up today that's Come right on. okay let me put it this way i'm doing my part <laughs> yeah, you, do, you do you uh you can do way more than i can that's for sure uh this education being the first part so when we talk about esg let's talk about how that kind of works yeah and, and this is this is something a lot, a lot of people don't know because there's there's mediums out there where you can see that this stuff is referred to and a company might say hey we have a, a, a fund or a, a mutual fund exchange traded fund something that is esg friendly or BRI friendly. And from a broad standpoint, that's true. But many of those platforms paint with a really, really broad brush, meaning Mm -hmm. they take their opinion and they brush it out and say, hey, our fund is not going to have 
anything that might be offensive to somebody. Mm. And so, so while that's maybe that's a step in the right direction on this path, I, I, I don't personally love it because if I'm here telling client Smith and Jones and Williams each that they have their own designed personal portfolio, I want them to have more control in something like this. Meaning we use a completely different platform that's almost like a menu. So I can sit down with you, Eric, and give you a checklist and say, hey, and, and you don't have to answer these questions, but I can say, are you okay with companies that produce tobacco? Yes or no. Are you okay with uh, companies that are in national defense? Or we can go down the list of things that essentially can or may not be offensive to people. And they can personalize this so that in theory, they can have exposure to certain categories that maybe don't bother them from a value standpoint. Mm -hmm. And we can dial in and absolutely block out other categories, if that makes sense. Uh, absolutely. And I think that's fantastic because you're not there to tell them what their values are or their morals are. I mean, you never have come across that way to me and you even stated it. That's a personal choice. Um, but the example that you gave, I've, I can echo a story. Um, I was talking to a lady, this is quite a few years ago. She fired her advisor. And the reason she did is because her investments were doing fine. I mean, in fact, in fact, they were doing pretty good, but she went through a, a period of her life where she was having to take care of her father. Um, he had lung cancer. He was a smoker for a long time and he passed away and she absolutely hated tobacco. She hated smoking. She, she watched her father with her, her advisor knew what was going on because she talked about it and you know, there's an inheritance issue and there's other things going on. So her advisor was well aware of what was going on. And then it was probably, I think she said a year or two after he passed away, she just happened to be looking and, and a lot of her investments or a, a good portion of her money was in big tobacco. And she was so angry that she was making money off tobacco because well, it, she saw it as it killed her father right. and she got, she fired her advisor because he should have known better quote unquote. And, and I don't disagree with her at the same time. You know, you, you probably maybe have a different stance on that, but you offer this because people have their emotions are definitely seated in certain areas. And they, now it sounds like they have a really good option with you. Absolutely. And this comes back to a word that we've used time and time again throughout previous episodes, and that's communication. Yeah. Because it, it requires us to have that conversation with clients to, to really see if there's a hot button or, of sorts on some of these things, or, or we want to know about their family dynamics and situations so we can tailor these things. Because at the end of the day, you know, damn it, I just care. I care yeah. for the people I sit in front of them and I, and I want it to be right. And I want what they want. I'm not just trying to throw them in a bucket and get paid. Mm -hmm. And, and you have to be able to communicate that. And, and it's difficult because there are really, really good companies out there whose main focus might be all above board and great stuff. But you know what? Big conglomerate companies have a lot of different divisions. True. So they might have a tiny little division down at the bottom that not many people see many headlines about. And maybe that one deals in a, in a sandbox that people don't want to play in, you know, if yeah. you follow me. Yeah, absolutely. And so leaning on your advisor, whether it's me or somebody else, it doesn't matter. Communicate to your person if you have things you want to talk about like this. Yeah, that's very, very important. Absolutely. Um, so I know that this is an option, right? This is something that you 
you encourage people to take a look at and you obviously like you said you communicate you have that question uh, you you bring that to their attention um, but it's not something that you force by any means definitely not you know and, and now this is going to either sound really good or really bad but <laughs> <laughs> when sometimes clients or prospective clients will try and hint or try and ask me what political party you know i wave the flag for mm -hmm. and, and i'll say hey I don't fly the blue flag or the red flag. I fly the green flag, which is money. That's right. My my job is essentially, and I'm not saying money is greater than oxygen, right? But I mean, my job is to build portfolios, build nest eggs, so that clients can accomplish what they want to accomplish. Now, that being said, we do want to dial in preferences, you know, along these lines. And if somebody says to me, hey, I want to go full throttle and, and I don't care what we invest in. I'm not just going to automatically try and get them the, the nastiest of the nasty stuff. We're going to do it in a smart way. Mm -hmm. But if the next person says, boy, I really would like to skip tobacco. Like you said, you know, we can absolutely do that. And I will be able to look them in the eye and assure them that there's no hidden surprises in that portfolio that are allocated to a bucket. They don't like. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Here's the thing is that, um, something you and I've talked about before. I don't know if it was on a podcast or off air, but it uh, doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't, it has never really mattered if they're Democrat or the Republican. It doesn't matter if they're popular or unpopular. The markets do what the markets do. We've had downturns and recessions during both parties. <laughs> we've had, we've had downturns and recessions and, and great times during both parties and whether they were popular or not popular. So none of that really is taken into account, right? And, and so I think, it's, I think it's fantastic that you said that. For sure. It is extremely frequent for me to get that question or that comment from clients or prospective clients is related to those things saying, boy, we need this president or that one or you know this policy or that policy should go away or come into play. And you're right. They, they don't maybe understand the way markets work, the way economics works. And you know, our economy in the United States is is just too large that one would argue that the Federal Reserve stance on interest rates or one individual sitting in a White House yep, yep. <laughs> is not going to move the needle on this because markets do what they do. And over time, that's always the key thing. Over time, they get to their efficiently priced spot. Mm-hmm. Well, you've told me before that you help remove the emotion from investing. Now it's, it's, I want to add, you remove the politics too, because <laughs> I think that's another right. box we can check off. Yeah. I mean, remove politics, remove emotion and, and maybe make sure we include the values that should be included. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a lot, it was a much easier podcast. Than I thought, I thought I was going to be under a microscope here today, buddy. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for, not I'll let you go home and be judged, man. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen later. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, th this is fantastic. Are there any, uh, is there anything else you want to share with the audience or any closing thoughts that you have for today's podcast? Yeah, no, I, this, I love these new topics that, that maybe are from a little out of left field. And, you know, if you're someone out there that has a question in this category, I'm happy to to visit with you if there's a topic you want us to talk about hey don't be afraid to throw that our way too yeah and and again um, i'm going to ask you for an email address that they can email here in just a minute but if you're listening to this and you have questions not just about this topic but anything uh, you know you're hosting a barbecue and you and your friends are standing around you, normally something comes up right 
Absolutely. you have the question, most likely they do too. Or if they have the question, most likely you're like, oh, that's a great question. Email those in because Corey, I, you and I've talked about this before. I know that you'd be more than happy to do an email, you know, a, a listener question podcast, right? The top 10 questions you've received from either your, the folks that you're working with prospects or anybody listening to this show. Um, so please email those into Corey. Not only will he answer you right away as far as the responding to the email, but we'd love to include that in a, in a future podcast. Yeah, it's a great idea, but you're right. I would absolutely reply directly to that email and then we would talk about it in a group fashion here. Fantastic. What email should they use? That is podcast at the win dot today. That doesn't get much easier. <laughs> seems like a lot of short words once I really put it out there, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and yet I talk really, really dramatically slow. <laughs> hey, people have to write things down. That's the good thing about a rewind button. If you're driving and listening to this podcast, please don't write it down as you're driving. There Hit you that go. rewind button. Yeah. All right, Corey, the fantastic topic today. Love talking with you about it. Thank you so much for the information and the education. Absolutely. Appreciate you as well. Yeah, you bet. And our last thank you is for you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Win podcast with Corey Hymanson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.